Okay, so let's just keep going. Yep. Let's keep rolling into what I normally do uh, in a podcast is just kind of uh, have people share their stories of like how they became a digital nomad and mm. um, share their, their overall wisdom. And so, um, yeah, like I mentioned at the, in the beginning, uh, talking about your, before we talked about your uh, ayahuasca retreats um, that are coming up, uh, link in the description, is um, how you were a Wall Street guy. Okay. And basically you had extreme burnout and decided to uh, go to Thailand and, and, get, ship. and get spiritual and <laughs> jump ship. So I know a lot of guys um, are in that same position, whether Wall Street or corporate. I did corporate uh, for two years and then I was so fed up and, and jumped ship. Um, <laughs> luckily because of YouTube and you know Johnny FD and, and Jabril Johnny, and, yep. and you know Johnny you know got me out here um, because of the conference for sure. Definitely. That's where that's where we met. Same here. Uh, in 2014, uh, we met at the same conference four years ago. And so yeah, man, take us back as far back as you want to go. Like uh, you obviously went to college and you know I went got a degree college. and then went to Wall Street. Like so yeah, I come from you know my parents are immigrants. My dad's from Hong Kong and uh, he immigrated over. My mom's Chinese. She was born in the U.S. So I came from a very typical Asian family. You know, hit college, go to grad school, and get that nine to five job. It's, yep. And I'm the I'm the oldest, so I have two younger brothers. So it was a very hard. Upbringing. I just want to make my parents happy, make them proud. Yep. So yeah, so I, I did typical college degree and then it's 25, so I grew up in upstate New York and there's not much going around there, so I applied to jobs in the city. One was for the, it was through a headhunter, one was for the UN and one was for a bank called Morgan Stanley. And he goes, which one you want? And me being the young buck that I was, I'm like, which one pays more? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. the bank. So I said, all right, let's do it. That's what you do, go work for a bank. Yep. So I Get moved down to the city. System. 26 and uh, I got the job and that pretty much started eight years of, of a Wall Street career. I was at Morgan mm. Stanley and then Fox Pay Kelton, a smaller bank, and then Macquarie Bank, it's a big Aussie bank. Mm. And halfway into that career is when I was uh, juggling my MBA for grad school. Oh. So I was getting my business degree and it was the, phys the typical fast paced, you know, party, drink a lot. Yep drugs yeah so Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> very complete we've, we've seen that movie yeah. <laughs> complete opposite of what we live now you know where it's healthy holistic meditation yeah so it I was 20 28 29 I wake up one day and I'm at my girlfriend's house and I'm like I can't breathe and she's like that's eh, oh, nothing shit. and I'm like all right so I go to grad school to take my entrance exam it's like a four-hour test I'm like all right I still feel not so good so I go to the hospital the doctor they do their test on me they're like you look like a healthy guy you work out let's do an x-ray just to be sure so they come back with the x-rays and I have two lungs the left lung is nice and elongated which is healthy oh. and then he puts up the right lung uh, this side and he goes it's not elongated instead it's collapsed it's the size of a golf ball oh my god because it's collapsed and you can't breathe that's why you feel like in pain all day oh my and god so, so I'm like that's why I feel like shit so they had a rush. <laughs> I have one lung. Yeah, I have one lung. Pretty much breathing the whole day through one lung. And luckily that other lung didn't collapse because if it did, then I'd be dead. I wouldn't oh, be breathing. Human body is so amazing. they put me to the emergency room. They had to stick a tube in me, reinflate that lung, and, and do surgery. So that happens. And I'm out of month. I'm out of work for a month. And I'm on painkillers. I lose like 20 pounds, 10 kilos. And I'm like, this sucks, but whatever. It's just part of life. It's part of working up a high-stress job. So I go back to work, continue my party ways. I didn't change anything. Mm. Nine months later, this shit happened again. And mm. this time, it hurt hell of a lot more. I knew oh my it was God. my collapse lung. So I went to the emergency room. Fuck. And this time, they really had to do like a heavy-duty surgery. Uh, oh. <clears throat> it's a surgery that 
airline pilots and divers get. Because they're in pressurized environments, they get collapsed lungs more often. Oh, wow. So they did that to me, and this time I was out of, out of work for two, two months of just okay. chilling. Two months recovery. Yeah, recovery. So you basically got like lung surgery? Like yeah, pretty much lung surgery. Lung. Oh, pretty much shit. they had to like sew the lung up against my chest cavity. So oh. it can't physically collapse. Oh my again. god! Just like stitch it, stitch <laughs> it outwards. Exactly. Oh my god! So even afterwards, I'm like trying to breathe in it, and like it did not feel. Still, yeah, that's kind of weird because it doesn't have to like expand. Yeah. So it's like expanding from the inside. Like, exactly. It was uh, all weird. So that happened, yeah. and that was pretty much like the wake up call to yeah. be like, what What do you want to do, Chris? And so, yeah, I read this book called uh, Career Renegade. Oh. And it was by Jonathan Fields, who I didn't know who he was at the time, but he's another coach entrepreneur, and yeah. he pretty much. Did the same thing he yeah. worked a, a lawyer job and had a heart attack and yeah. then changed his life and i was like i need to figure that <clears throat> so i i then found out about johnny fd because i was taking one of his dating course uh, oh wow no way yeah. so the original johnny fd or the the previous johnny fd nice <laughs> so yeah so i took i took a dating boot camp because i was i was very i had horrendous confidence in myself no self-esteem and this is like 28 29 and through through that dating uh that boot camp I got into personal development of like really improving myself, but then also that's how I found out about Johnny because he was a dating instructor for this other comp for this company I went to, and so he was talking about you know going to Thailand, being a Muay Thai fighter, scuba instructor as a job mm. for three months at a time, and I'm like, oh. man, that sounds badass. Like yeah. here I am stuck in my cubicle. I'm like, this guy is traveling and getting paid and living this digital nomad lifestyle. Yeah. So Tropical. I I follow him, and then he finally makes a move to Thailand. I'm like, you know what? I need to at least try to go to Thailand and check it out. So I was starting Muay Thai at the time. So after I finished my MBA, I said, hey, listen, can I take a break and just go travel for a month? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I came to Phuket for three weeks. So your job let you? Yeah. Or, or your MBA? My, my job let me. Your, your Wall Street job? Yeah. Let you take a three month like sabbatical or whatever? A, a one month sabbatical. Oh, one I, month. All this vacation saved up from all these years not taking vacation. Oh, okay. So, because of grad school as well. So, yeah, so I took a one month holiday to Thailand. I trained at Phuket for three weeks, two weeks in Chiang Mai, and one week at a Bangkok. And I just, nice. I just fell in love with Thailand. It was my first yeah. time in Asia. Yeah, right, yeah. And I was like, holy shit. This is where I belong, and I met yeah, people, sick, yeah. people who were like doing the digital nomad thing before. This is 2012, so I was like, I need to figure out how to get back here because I'm doing something wrong. Okay, so you came back to New York after like five weeks or whatever it was, yeah. and then you're like, okay, how do I get back there? I read the Four Hour Work Week. Oh, that was the exact same thing for me, dude. So that, that I took a two-week vacation, except. And then me and Parker went back and then we were like, shit, how do we like live out here for a year? Mm -hmm. And then we found Johnny's videos and then the four hour work week and the rest is history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. That's pretty much it. So we found the four hour work week four and hour then work week. done. That's you right. found the Bible and Jesus Bible. took you from there. Exactly. So seven months later, I quit the job, sold everything in my apartment and yes. moved back to Phuket permanently. Heck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So what was your original online hustle? Are you, are you, I'm sure you had like tons of money saved up from your uh, so the, high paying uh, So the first year, job. that's the thing, I didn't, I didn't want to work the first year and a half, two years because I was like, at that point, I was, to be honest, I was fucked up in the head. I was, that collapse long was a result of emotional trauma from childhood, Yeah. stuff I was carrying with my, my relationship with my father, from childhood bullying. 
So I realized I need to like really heal and, and, and work on that stuff. So I was like, let me get into meditation and just train Muay Thai and sleep and read a shitload of books. Yeah. That's all I did for the first yeah, year. Yeah, work on yourself. So once I, that's then I went to the first ayahuasca retreat. So after the ayahuasca oh, retreat, okay. that's when I came back and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm clear headed, I'm grounded. Now I can start thinking about business and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that year I also met somebody, a friend in Phuket, and I actually worked for his uh, company. He was doing Facebook applications. And so I kind of interned with him for a bit, learning about Facebook apps. Um, you know, like oh. you know, like like Candy Crush and all those fire. Like oh. this is back then, like when those Facebook when apps the were really huge. Were big, yeah. Exactly. So I was working for this guy from Australia, and he was he was kind of like the first digital nomad that I met. Mm. So I, I got to learn from him for a couple months in Phuket. That was like kind of like the break in, and then so like I said, when I came back from ayahuasca retreat back to Phuket, that's when I bought the dropship lifestyle. Yeah. Thing. And that was like the first real thing. So that's when I was like, all right, you know what? I need to focus. And I bought that course. Then obviously Anton was like, oh, we're gonna do the first retreat in Chiang Mai. So I was like, all right, you know what? Forget Phuket, I need to be around entrepreneurs. So yeah. I had just started doing my e-commerce store, my yeah. dropshipping store. That was the first thing. Yeah. So I come up two weeks before the retreat. Yeah. I land there. The first day I get there, I, meet, I go to Punch Space. I get one sale and I mention to Johnny and then I get a sale later that night. And uh, yeah. that dude was just like a sign from the universe that Chris, yeah. you made the right move to come. Yeah, to right Chiang when Mai. you got to Chiang Mai, the sale yeah. came. And then Johnny invited me on his podcast that day also. So I got to be interviewed on someone who I looked up to to yeah. be on Travel Like a Boss. And I yeah. was like, oh my God. Yeah. So that was the first online hustle for me, the dropship. Wow. Drop so yeah, if you haven't heard my story, like, I bought Dropship Lifestyle in 2013 as well, mm -hmm. late 2013, and then um, so that was my first like online hustle pretty much, and then came to the same conference that he that he went to October of 2014. That's when that was my me and my best friend Parker's excuse to jump in with both feet from our corporate jobs. Uh, I was doing door knocking, door-to-door uh, -door sales. Parker was like front desk at the Marriott. And um, when Johnny announced that they were doing the retreat, we were like, yes, we know. Because we're like, big fans of the four hour work week. Yeah. So we like, we understand you're the average of the people you hang out around. And so uh -huh. we're like, dude, let's just save up money and we'll just go. And I remember we had no idea what we were doing with these drop shipping stores. I had this like inflatable jacuzzi store, uh, no sales. But I remember I got the first sale. Um, yeah, like shortly after getting to Chiang Mai too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and then also got on Johnny's podcast like right after retreat because like it was like me and Parker coming out as like pretty much brothers, mm -hmm. and I gotta listen to that again. Like, <laughs> it's like super early episode. Uh, anyway, he's been on my podcast since I've been on again. Um, okay, sick. And then um, so ayahuasca. So you did an ayahuasca retreat. Mm -hmm. So how did you find out about that uh, initially? So I went, so when I was living in Phuket, I actually traveled up to Chiang Mai to go with my family to show them. My parents came out for two weeks, so I showed them around. And when I was in Chiang Mai, I was like, you know what? One of the goals for coming to Thailand was to really dive deep into meditation practice. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I want to go to a 10-day Vipassana retreat, which is a temple, living with the monks at a temple, basically, and just meditating. Nice. So I did that for 10 days. And when I came out, a friend was like, you should check out the Joe Rogan podcast. He's got an episode about ayahuasca. And I was like, all right, I listened to it. And I was like I said, Aubrey and Graham Hancock. Yeah. And I listened to that and I was just like, man, this is like what I need right now. I'm yeah. like on this journey to find myself and, and fix my shit. I need to like go and, and experience that. And so I just researched a bunch of places mm -hmm. uh, in Peru. 
and also the timing was I had to go back to New York at that the next year because my brother's getting married. So I was like, if I'm gonna go all the way back to New York, I'm gonna fly to Peru then. So I just did a bunch of research, and uh, I then flew to the Amazon jungle in Iquitos, oh. and that's where I went to the first 12-day ayahuasca retreat. Wow. 2014. And so um, <clears throat> I guess if people are just tuning in, like. On part one, we discussed your, you've been doing these ayahuasca retreats for a couple of years now, and mm -hmm. this is like your full-time thing now. Yeah. You do these men's ayahuasca retreats now, mm -hmm. um, and you can listen to part one about it's, it's, not just, um, it's not just a regular ayahuasca retreat, it's like a one month uh, beforehand, like coaching, like preparation, and then a one month after the retreat, like accountability group, like how to implement mm -hmm. everything that we learned. Mm -hmm. um, so, and you're doing that now, obviously links in the description for when the next thing uh, will be. You're doing these regularly. Um, so what was that like, your first one, I guess? The first time. So I was, I was pretty nervous, to be honest, because we had seven ceremonies in 12 days. And that's, that's a lot. But for me... The ceremony is when you're actually drinking, drinking the medicine. shit and, and exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere. So to even get to the site... We had to take like a 45-minute bus ride to the river, and then a 45-minute boat ride in the jungle, and then a 45-minute hike. So you're in the middle, deep in the jungle. There's no Wi-Fi, there's no running water. You're staying in a very rustic place. And, a, and this is a very traditional way of, of working with ayahuasca, of drinking ayahuasca. And so uh, I, was, I was nervous, you know? It was like me and 20, 30 other people at oh, this wow. retreat. It's a pretty big group. Um, and like I said, I had never really done many psychedelics or plant medicines before that. So I had heard other people's experiences. You listen to Aubrey's experience and it's like traumatized. I'm like, why, why yeah. people do that? But I trusted the process. So yeah, it was, it was very, even though I was nervous and apprehensive, I still trusted the, the shamans, I still trusted the medicine. And pretty much my main intention for the first retreat was to really have it be in a more therapeutic way to really let go of these self-limiting beliefs yeah. and these traumas. And for me, by the end of the retreat, it gave me a lot of inner peace that I had been searching for all my life, basically. And I really cleared a lot of heavy emo emotional stuff, baggage, if you, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah, a cleansing. A cleansing. An emo a, a heart cleansing. Heart cleansing. You mentioned before, like a heart surgery. It's like Definitely. a, it's like a natural uh, heart cleansing slash heart surgery, like all at once, just like yeah, bad shit out, mm -hmm. fill it out for the good shit. Exactly. So, like, bad ideas out, bad beliefs, limiting beliefs, everything out, like in one mm -hmm. crazy like. You know, we can only imagine us that haven't done it yet, just like experience with God or the universe or whatever you want to call it. Like, okay, yeah, very interesting uh, cleansing experience. And so after that, got into the online business, Chiang Mai. And then so before, um, before you started doing these retreats like full time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what have you been um, up to? So, so after that, I then got into FBA also. Oh, right. So I did that with some business partners. So we were doing the FBA game for a bit. Sick. So I was doing, doing e-commerce for like one or two years, mm -hmm. you know? And then I started doing a YouTube channel because mm -hmm. I learned how to, we created a Udemy course oh, nice. um, for our Amazon products. Oh. So that's why I learned how to do video editing. And I love shooting, you know, shooting and cutting up video. I was yeah, like, that's, I, fun. I, I love creative. I, 
photography, music, video, I love it all. So that's when I was like, all right, you know what? Let me just document my journey and just, and yeah. just shoot shit. So I would, I would talk about the ayahuasca oh, retreats. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. So I was just, and then any books I was reading about personal development. So I just started sharing on mm -hmm. YouTube and I was like, man, this is fun. Yeah. And this is before like influencers, you know, were around. So yeah. I was just like, I'm just doing fun. And then yeah, exactly. I, I met our mutual friend, Cameron. He he reached out to me. He's like, "What are you What are you doing, Chris?" I'm like, "You know, I just came back from Ecuador from a second retreat. I'm kind of doing some soul searching because I kind of want to like see where else I can I can find more fulfillment and creativity." Oh, Gallagher. Yeah, Kevin Gallagher. Oh yeah. So he reached out to me, and we had a we had a call, and he was like, "Well, I have this new coaching program called Entrepreneurs uh, Awakening or uh, Accelerator. Basically, how to really find your your passion, your purpose." And I was like. That sounds like me, because I need to figure out how I can give to the world. Oh, and he yeah. was like, you sound like you want to be a coach. I was like, shit, I never even thought about that. Yeah. And so pretty much at the end of 2015, this is when I started transitioning to being a coach full time. Oh. And that's pretty much when that happens. Nice. Makes total sense. Dude, yeah, I think I told you this before, but I met Cameron Gallagher randomly on the street in Bangkok. Yeah. I was just like walking down Sukhumvit and like... Right as I was walking down Sukhumvit, like he pops out of a cafe at the exact moment I was in front of it, and I just like look at him, and he goes like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Hi." And he's like, "Hey, who in the fuck are you? Hey, where are you from?" And he's like, "Oh, Chiang Mai." And I was like, "Oh yeah, Chris. He's one of my clients." And I was like, "Oh, fucking Chris." So you guys didn't know each other before that. No. No shit. No, no, no. I was just walking down the street, and he pops out of the door, right then, and then I was just like, "Hi." I think like I said hi to him because he was just That's like, "That's crazy." And then we fucking hung out like the next week, and like did a podcast. So I met him randomly in a metropolis, small Bangkok, you know, small Southeast Asia. We all run into each other here and there. Um, yeah. Anyway, that guy's that guy's a, a deep motherfucker as well. He is. He is. Okay, and now you've been doing these uh, ayahuasca retreats. You did a number of them last year, mm -hmm. and you're planning on doing a couple this year. Yep. And so yeah, guys, there it is. Um, yeah, share this with uh, with someone who's who's uh, still stuck in the nine to five. Uh, maybe they're in the financial industries. Um, Cause you know, like I always think back, you know, we're so, we're so blessed to have these, uh, these, these uh, little moments in our life that helped to help us get to where we wanted to be. Whether it was the conference mm -hmm. or like I had a best friend to be on the journey with me. Yeah. Um, we all have this, these little moments and um, some people are still waiting for their moments, yeah. you know, trying to, cause it's not easy. It's not. You know, it's not easy to just change your life. Like, <laughs> you're just like, quit your job and go get a dream job, uh, which you don't get a dream job. You create a dream job, right? True. It's not easy to just like True. quit your job and go live this new type of independent career. But, um, yeah, I'm super uh, stoked for about what you're doing for, to help people, uh, condense a lot of education into one like little three month uh, semester or quarter to help people break through and ultimately get to where they want to be or even figure out where they want to be. Yeah. Like some people yeah. are like, so many of us young, you know, you know 20, 30 something, doesn't even matter. Uh, people tell me all the time like, I just, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. Cause that could be a huge reason. Yeah. That people. Exactly. Just start the process, start the journey. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. I didn't have, I didn't know what the hell the first two years, you know, but it's like, it's like taking steps to figure it out. Like mm -hmm. no one's going to point and teach you, but you have to start taking action. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And so like, um, something that comes to mind, like so someone who's like not even gone to college yet, like, have you been with 
like young as like 18 year olds go on these or like would you only recommend it for like older like like 20 something or like yo so so i'll have to check my homie brandon brandon he came last year with three homies with two homies nice and he's he was like Evan's age. I think he was like 22, 23, 24. Nice, okay. So yeah, so, so I, young, any, as long as you're 18, as long yeah, as you're yeah, an adult, 18, yeah. come. I have eight guys from young 20s and then I'm 39. I have guys up to like 35, 36. So it's a nice wide range. But even I'm getting approached by older guys, family guys now, yeah. who want to come to the street. So it's never too late, never too young. Fuck yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Chris Chu, people. Thank you so much. Links brother. in the description. Thank you, thank oh, you, my thank pleasure, you. man. It's been uh, it's been like three years. He was one of the original Chang My Homies, so I've been asking him to be on the podcast thank forever. You so much. Thank um, you. Yeah, share this around the internet. You already know. Peace. Peace.